Welcome to Reading on Headlines, where I read the tarot on news headlines. This is the place where tarot meets progressive politics, and I offer insights on the mess that is the world of politics and media. On today's episode, we're covering Macron's call for a ceasefire, fentanyl-laced envelopes being sent to U.S. election officials, and Biden doing pretty bad in the polls. So we will start with Macron calling on a ceasefire from Israel. If you are watching the video version, you will be able to see in in a second the yes, the um headline because that is what I do here. I read on headlines and I show you the headline. We don't go through the entire article, but that way you'll know what I'm actually doing a terror reading on. So Macron calls on Israel to stop killing Gaza's women and babies. I guess Gaza's killing Gaza's men is okay, but okay. Um, Macron, um, it, I don't know how to say it in like in French, Emmanuel Macron. I have no idea, <laughs> but he is the French president. And he is asking for a ceasefire. In an exclusive interview, he said that there was no justification for the bombing, saying that a ceasefire would benefit Israel. And while recognizing Israel's right to protect itself, we do not urge them to stop. We, we do urge them to stop this bombing in Gaza. And then he also stressed that France clearly condemns the terrorist attacks of Hamas. So I think this is like anytime you say that you want a ceasefire, you I feel like you have to, at least for some people, you also have to say that Hamas is terrorist and that their attack on October 7th was bad. And that you also have like it, it should go hand in hand, right? When you want a ceasefire because you condemn the bombing and the killings and the genocide that is going on um, in in, in Gaza right now, then of course you also, you still don't support Hamas and their um, attack on Israel on October 7th, but we also all recognize that there's a lot more context to it. Anyway, what I wanted to know, because I feel like this is one of the not that he, he probably is not the first, but I haven't really heard many other Western leaders saying that they want a ceasefire, that they are calling for a ceasefire. They're not doing it in the US. The people of the US are doing it. They're not doing it in the UK, though a lot of people in the UK are actually today on Saturday, um, November 11th. They are um, going to the streets today to rally and ask for their elected leaders to ask for a ceasefire but from Israel. And the same happens in the US as well. A lot of people are asking for that. We're gonna, I'm, I'm not sure if we're gonna really get into that today um, because when we talk about Biden, we're really gonna look more at why Biden is doing bad in the polls. And I definitely feel like um, his very close relationship to Israel and him not like rejecting or not wanting to say to Israel, like the call for ceasefire. I think that is part of it. Um, but what I want to know is how will other Western countries respond to this? Like, will they also call for a ceasefire, especially with all the protests going on? So I want to know how the other Western countries will respond to this. We have the tower 
which can be um, interpreted in a lot of different ways, right? Because the tower is like destruction. So I feel like they have to see a lot more, not just destruction by Israel in Gaza. I think they have to see even more to really condemn it, which is concerning because there's already a lot of destruction going on. Um, not just like not, not just the, the people and even that is already cause enough i think to call for a ceasefire but the entire place is like unlivable even if the bombing stopped right now there's not much left of the place to even live in so there already is a lot of destruction that has been going on um but i feel like maybe there needs to be a different which sucks right but it feels like there needs to be a different angle to all of this where a lot of, I guess, leaders in the West are finding it easy to sort of distance themselves from what is happening in Gaza. And I feel like a destruction of some kind, it, it feels very vague, but it could be another attack that it is from Israel on Gaza or from, I, I doubt it's going to be from Hamas to Israel, um, though I'm not like saying that's not going to happen. Um, but I feel like there needs to be a different angle or something, a different way that, that, that this is all shown, where it will almost force the Western leaders to also call for a ceasefire and to follow Macron. I also think that um, Macron calling for the ceasefire is a really good start um, because he is a big leader in the West, right? Like France is a big country. It's a big European country. And I think that that also will lead to a lot of uh, some, at least other Western, um, Western leaders to call for a ceasefire. And I think that might be part of the destruction where it's not like a literal destruction or it's a destruction in a negative way, but it's like, oh, one person is calling for a ceasefire now. That opens up the possibility for other Western countries, other Western leaders to also find, feel justified for calling a ceasefire, which it's crazy that it has to happen this way. But it is what it is. Um, and yeah, that is sort of what I'm, what I'm feeling. I don't, one part of me feels like the, if this, like right now, this conflict is kind of far from their beds. Like the Ukraine-Russia war takes place still within Europe. So a lot of European countries always felt like it was very close to them. Like a lot of European um, countries and people like Europeans would think like, oh, can this come closer to us, right? Because it's closer to your bed than what is happening in Gaza right now. And I feel like there might be some way in which this is going to get closer to their beds and that is going to cause the Western leaders to ask for a ceasefire. We also have the Seven of Wands, which is the defending of boundaries. I am very annoyed that my camera is not focusing on the card. The Seven of Wands is a defending of boundaries. It's a taking a higher ground. And right now, they're very much focusing on the, defend, the defense of Israel and that this is the Israeli offense. And when I say defense, I mean, quote unquote, um, when I say Israeli 
I mean purely the government and the military that they like, I guess, forced to do this. I'm not talking about all of the Israeli people. I'm not talking about all of the Jewish people. Um, I, you would think that that would be clear, but apparently that's not. So I wanted to have said it. And right now people are seeing this, or some people are seeing this. A lot of people are seeing it for the genocide that it is, but some people are seeing this as Israel, um, defending themselves. And this is the Israeli defense. However, I think that there is going to be a shift or there needs to be a shift where people are finally realizing, like, I want to know, like, what, what does, what will it take for Western leaders to see this as a genocide instead of the defense that they claim it is? Um, because there's something that has to happen before, um, like the higher ups, I guess I, I, I kept, keep saying people, but I feel like the, the people like the civilians and just regular old people see that this is a genocide and they see that this is not okay. And they want it to stop and they want to cease fire, which is why there are millions of people, um, walking on the streets in protests, um, and, and want, want the, a ceasefire to happen. Uh, but there is something that I guess the higher ups need to see or need to have or need to hear before they change their view of this being Israel defending themselves to, oh yeah, may maybe not. Interesting. We have the Empress, which could indicate um, a female leader or someone with very mothering um, feminine energies. Um Maybe they are being killed in the in the genocide. Maybe they are sharing their story. Maybe there's going to be like a document where it really brings out the more emotional and more sensitive parts of people where they are feeling very emotionally connected to what is going on. Because right now, um, personally, what I'm seeing it's all from my phone. Everything I'm seeing from um, the, the what is going on, the genocide, is on my phone. And it can be very easy to sort of turn it off and take a little break from it when it gets to be too much. But there might be some way where people are going to be able to be more emotionally attached to what is going on. And that is going to lead to a more emotional reaction um, because it's getting closer to home in that way, not just because it's physically closer to home, but also because you're really feeling it um, and the emotions are getting very close to you. Uh, then we also have these three of swords. Unfortunately, it looks like there still has to be a lot of more pain that needs to happen before before that happens. Um, but the three of swords to me is also a card of old pain. It's a card of traumas and the past and what has happened in the past. And I think that a lot of people are using the past and what has happened and how it all happened in a way to, um, how do I want to say this? To justify their own thoughts on what is going on right now. For instance, a lot of the people who are saying that it's okay what Israel's doing in Gaza right now will say that, yeah, but 
um, thousands of years ago, that was Israel and that was the place of the Jewish people until they were um, like exiled from there. I'm not exactly sure what happened. Um, I also know, I'm pretty sure that that is part of the Bible as well. So I don't know if that is historical fact, if that is part of the Bible. I don't know. I'm not saying that it's not or that it is. I don't know. Um, and then since then, Palestinians have lived there and Arabs have lived there. And then in the last hundred years, there's so much that happened. Um, but especially after the Second World War, there needed to be a place where Jews could be safe and where they could live safely. And I don't understand why they couldn't, after the World War, why Britain, why I live in the Netherlands. I know a lot of Dutch Jews have been murdered in the Holocaust as well. Um, I don't understand why there couldn't be safe spaces for them there because they, they they were already there, but a lot of their houses were stolen by by Germans, by Nazis, I should say. Um, so yeah, um, that I don't understand why that couldn't happen, uh, but I also understand the want to go to Israel and to have sort of a Jewish state there. So I get that. But the way that it ha has been done and how it has continued to be done, that is not okay. And there's a lot of hurt there. And there's a lot of, I think on both sides, there's a lot of pride there and a lot of feeling like this is my home. This is where I live. And I'm not saying necessarily saying one side is more just in that than the other. I'm just saying that um, the violence and everything that happened afterwards. I don't really know how to how to say all this. Like, I'm not a historian. I have definitely learned a lot about all of this since October 7th. Um, and it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking what is going on. And I have said that in episodes before. I keep doing readings on this because I know that it's like the news topic. It's like the thing that is going on right now. And I want to offer something. Um, but I also want it to be, to be an actual helpful and actually beneficial and actually add something instead of it being a headline to get for clicks, you know. Um, so I think I'm going to keep it with that. Um, I don't think we're going to see a lot of progression soon. So, yeah, then what I want to talk about next is it's it's not much better, but this is wild to me. So fentanyl um, is, let's see, it's a synthetic painkiller, 50 times more powerful than heroin and there were suspicious envelopes laced some of these laced with fentanyl that have been sent to election official offices officials both in at least five u.s states georgia nevada california oregon oregon and washington where the letter included a warning to end elections now so this is concerning, right? Because this is a terrorist attack. This is, I think it said it somewhere here as well, um, where these incidents are acts of terrorism because they threaten the US elections. And it's dangerous. It's really fucking dangerous. And it's terrifying that that is happening. Um, and what I want to know is... 
not necessarily about this incident, but I want to know, like, leading up to the election, the U.S. election next year, what can we expect? Can we expect more of this? And what will be done to prevent this? Because this is probably not the only way that there will be people um, who don't want the democratic elections, right? Last, last election, there were people uh, on the street shouting, stop the counts, because what the fuck? <laughs> Because I guess some votes shouldn't be counted um, if they were not, um, if, if the votes were not for their the leader they wanted, they had voted for themselves. I guess uh, we all know what I'm talking about, right? Um, but what can we expect leading up to the election next year when it comes to these uh, attacks? When it comes to all of this, so. Uh, <laughs> So we're starting off with the five of wands, which is conflict. So there, I think a lot of this, um, I, can, I think we can all safely say that these kinds of attacks are fueled by other politicians who keep talking bad, who keep telling lies about other uh, election officials, about other candidates. And because they, um, like, I'm just going to say it. In this case, what I'm thinking of is Trump saying that the election was stolen. There was voter fraud. A lot, a lot of U.S. citizens believe that there was actual voter fraud and that he, that Trump should have been president. It's scary to think how many people actually think that and actually believe that. But it's because of all of that conflict that is being stirred up by someone who comes across so charismatic here we have the king of wands someone who comes across so charismatic and like he really wants to do what is right for the people but he is the one stirring all of this shit up and who is indirectly i guess responsible for these fentanyl lace envelopes who is responsible for people wanting to stand up and wanting, and I'm doing air quotes if you're um, listening to the audio version, and who want to not have these elections, I guess, because they think Trump should win anyway, or Trump should just be president. Like, that is, it's scary. It's so anti-democratic. And I still cannot believe that Trump is allowed to run for president that he is allowed to i mean right now he's running to become the presidential um like what do you say that the presidential campaign how do you say that i'm not sure he wants to be the one who runs for president for the republicans that's what i mean um then i also have the chariot and i have the two of cups so what can be done to prevent this? I'm not saying that this will be done, but what can be done is if people move forward and show that there is, and this, I don't think this is going to happen, but there needs to be proof that, that there's not much bad blood between the parties, but that's not true. Like when I compare it to the Netherlands. Of course, there are political parties who do not get along because their viewpoints are way too far from each other. But there are also parties and political leaders from those parties that get along quite well, or at least they show that they get along quite well. Because 
in the end, they have to collaborate in a cabinet with multiple political parties to lead our country. But the two-party system in the U.S. doesn't really lead lend itself to that. Instead, there's just a lot of making each other look bad. Instead of saying why you should vote for them, so like why should I vote for Trump or why should I vote for the Republicans, they're more focused on saying, I always felt this way about American elections or U.S. elections, I should say. I've always felt this way that they would more often talk about why you shouldn't vote for the other instead of why you should vote for them. And we are starting to see a little bit more of that in the Netherlands as well, especially by those who feel very inspired by Trump, which is only maybe one or two political parties here in the Netherlands. Um, but yeah, that is what can be done. But what will happen is that it is just gonna truck along <laughs> in the same way that it has been. I am not anticipating a lot of changes. I don't know if there's going to be a lot of changes, maybe if Donald Trump is going to get, um, what do you, how, how do you say, like convicted, I guess, of wanting like what he has so many he has so many charges going against him but the ones that I'm thinking of are the ones where he talks about uh voter fraud that that happened and that um he he sort of made people want to like do the January 6th whole thing. I know there's better English words to use, but I can't think of them off the top of my head. So I hope you understand what I mean. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, unless he gets convicted for that by causing like an uprising uh, like that, unless that happens, I don't think there's going to be a lot of other things that are going to happen to prevent attacks because they are attacks, like sending, even though it's like sending a letter, but there is some like a weapon basically in there. Um, because in the article, it also said that uh, one of the sons of some sort of a, an official died by fentanyl. Um, and you can die if you get an envelope like that, I'm pretty sure. So that's that shit is dangerous. Okay, then I want to do one more topic. We are no, we're not. I want to say we're doing we're very U.S. centric, but the first part we uh, we talked about Gaza and Israel, um, which is having a hold on everybody, doesn't it? Okay, so the next one, the next headline is. <clears throat> takeaways from new polls that reveal Biden's challenges and Trump's potential victory path. Again, I'm not going to read this whole thing, uh, but it does say here that the new poll reveals deep public discontent with Biden's job performance at a time when his economic optimism is failing to connect with a disgruntled nation wary of high prices. Um, so that's talking mostly about the economic part, but a lot of people are not happy with Biden. Like I know a lot of people who vote Democrats aren't happy with Biden, aren't happy with him, but he's like the, he's the pathetic only choice against Trump and it's pathetic. Uh, it's, 
also scary. <laughs> it's also scary um, because uh, I know a lot of Americans are not um, waiting for, or are not wanting a second term by Trump. But I guess the the alternative then is a second term by Biden. So what I want to know is how come Biden is doing bad in the polls? We already kind of know it. He's okay. We have the hermit which is so, um, solitary. So he's sort of doing, I don't know if he's sort of doing what he always wanted to do, but it's like he's in this little echo chamber and people just tell him things. Like I hear a lot of jokes about Biden being like a walking corpse because he's that fucking old. And he is, he is very old. And sometimes you're like, are you alive? You like want to poke him to see if he's still, if he's still breathing, if he can still blink. Um, so it's like he has a lot of these people around him that are sort of feeding into him, I guess. Um, and he's not really listening to his voter base on what they want. And I think that is dangerous because that is what I think Trump does really well, where he hears what his voter base wants and he gives it to them. Whether it's a bad idea, whether it's a dangerous idea, I'm not saying that this is good what he's doing, um, but it does make sense why... Biden is not doing well in the polls and why why Trump is because Biden is just on his little island he's not um actively in his campaign like I'm not saying this is Biden as a person only it's like his campaign his team is not listening to the voter base so what we have next is we have the full I want this to focus, come on. We have the fool, which is about a beginning, but also naivety. Um, and I think then we also have, interesting, I swear I shuffled this a lot. I also have the magician and the empress. So the magician is about doing things, making, um, getting things done. And the empress is about femininity, about a female person, about mothering energy. So what I'm feeling here is that Biden and his team might be acting a little bit naively or, or because they are under the impression that Democrats will vote Democrats no matter what. And they are sort of hoping that people are really done with the Rep Republican Party because they have been putting things into action that Republican voters actually are not for, like the Roe v. Wade uh, overturning. A lot of Republicans are against that and they do want access to abortions but and, and that is what i think makes the biden administration administration right now a little naive that they think that oh because the republicans aren't doing well or they are also getting a little disconnected from their voter base um then they will vote for us or i think there's just something that is a little bit naive they're doing things that don't that don't connect with their voter base, but they still think because of like what Democrats believe, they're like, we'll get the Democratic vote anyway. And I guess that's sort of how it works with a two-party system, which again is why it's not a good idea. It's not a good system. I think uh, I say that as an outsider, as a non-US person, but I think it's a dumb system. Um, yeah. So that is what I'm uh, seeing here. What, one last thing that I want to know is like, what is the alternative for Democrats? Like, what is the alternative? If not Biden, then and then what's going to happen? 
great. If not Biden, then we have Five of Cups, which is guilt, regret. So it feels like it's basically the only option um, unless someone else comes. And I think I've, um, I've talked about this before. Maybe the previous episode that I did, Queen of Swords is about someone who is honest, who is um, who say, says it like it is, and who also, I think, listens and is open for what voters want. So unless there is that person, I think, I really think that the only alternative, it's either Bernie Sanders, because he's really honest and he's really sort of cutthroat in what he wants, I think, in some ways. So it's either like Bernie Sanders, um, because I do think he has Queen of Swords energy, um, or it might be someone else, someone similar who also like knows what is going on, who is still sharp in the head, right? Because the Queen of Swords is about the it's the element of air, it's mental thinking, and just Biden doesn't really seem to be that way. Um, I don't know the man personally, but he just doesn't come across that way. Um, and I think Bernie Sanders comes across a lot more eloquently, a lot more mentally there, you know? So that is the alternative. Um, and otherwise, it's just sucking it up. Sucking it up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, um, my American, my uh, US listeners. Thanks so much for listening to Reading on Headlines. Submit your listener request, question or comment on Spotify or send it to me on Instagram at tarotwithruby. Stay safe, stay sane and do some self-care today.